Hello everyone, I'm stuck at home like the rest of you, so I'm back. Well, the reason I decided to go ahead and start up with a new season of this particular podcast, and I'm starting it up a little bit earlier than I had originally planned, is because I want to address a question that I keep getting. If you follow me on social media, you will have seen that I am referring to the virus as the China virus or the Chinese virus. Sometimes I call it the communist virus. I do not call it COVID-19. I've had several emails and texts either asking me why am I doing that or straight up requesting that I stop. In this episode, I'm going to explain to you why I call it what I call it and why I'm not going to stop. Now, the thing about this podcast is that we dive into the history of stuff and we explain the history of the news of today. So that's what I'm going to do. Xi Jinping became the leader of the Chinese Communist Party November the 15th, 2012. He made himself the head of everything and received the nickname Chairman of Everything. Nothing can be done without his personal approval. He controls the information flow. He only wants one message about China to come out. China is a returning world power. Everyone must respect China. And when I say everyone, I mean everyone in the whole world. He changed the constitution in 2017, and he is now the president for life, which is dictatorship. And to survive in China, you're going to have to be a liar. You must say the things he tells you to say. The people of Hong Kong, they've tried to rise up against China. They've not lived under the Communist Party, and they see things a little more clearly than the rest of the people. Xi Jinping put a stop to the young people in Hong Kong trying to fight back. He also used the wealth of China to buy the leaders of world organizations. His goal is not to just control China, but to control the world. This is true of the World Health Organization. China controls them as well. This was made very clear in 2016 when all the Taiwanese were kicked out of the World Health Organization and are not allowed to be part of the organization, they're not allowed to be part of any meetings, and they're banned from participating in anything to do with the World Health Organization. And just as a side note, as far as Canada and America goes, China owns our debt. So they kind of own us as well. Now let's jump to December 31st of 2019. It's Wuhan, China, mid-November. One person is admitted to the hospital with flu-like symptoms. At first, the doctor thinks it's SARS, but the treatments don't work, and they realize this is something new. It becomes known as the Wuhan virus. Imagine you're a nurse in the hospital. Dr. Aysen comes to you and tells you she wants you to start wearing a mask at all times, gloves, and special clothing. She looks really concerned, and you know something is wrong. But you're in communist China, so you can't ask questions, and you have to be careful what you say. Dr. Aysen is one of your favorite doctors. You know she really loves and cares about her nurses. If she's concerned, you know you should do as she says. But later that day, the head of the hospital is angry. Dr. Aysen has to go and see him. When she returns, she tells you, you don't have to wear the extra safety wear if you don't want to. But you can see in her eyes, she's not saying what she wants to say. You want to keep wearing it, but there's cameras and you can't make the hospital look bad. Dr. Aysen did try to get her nurses to wear protective gear 
and the head of the hospital, member of the Chinese government, would not allow it. She was not the only doctor to be concerned. Eight doctors in total started to talk to each other and realized something really bad was happening. When there is a death from an unknown disease, the World Health Organization is supposed to be notified. But it was not until December 31st that the World Health Organization was notified, more than a month after patient zero. But when the World Health Organization was notified, they were told it was not transferred person to person. So there was no warning sent out about visiting China or about visiting Wuhan, China specifically. The eight doctors who were treating people in the hospital began to make videos and put them on social media. They knew the virus was spreading and fast. They were summoned to the police headquarters. The communist police made it very clear. They were not to tell anyone what was happening. And they were forced to make a statement, saying that they had lied and that there was no problem, nothing to be concerned about. Everything was overblown. China had everything under control. They did not report any new cases, even though the doctors were saying that the hospitals were starting to get crowded. With so many people, they could not help all of them. January the 8th, Chinese people from around the world begin to arrive in China for the 15 days of celebration of their new year. The cities are full of excitement and fun as people eat together, celebrate together, and the Communist Party puts on a great show for everyone. And as everyone celebrates, a hidden enemy no one can see begins to spread through the people. Wuhan was one of the cities with a very large celebration. As the festival comes to a close after 15 days, people begin to return home to other parts of China and around the world. Dr. Li is still treating patients, and the number is growing fast. He saw all the people outside celebrating and knew they would be returning home and bringing this virus with them. He also knew that saying anything that made China or this festival look bad would mean his death. But Dr. Li could not stand by and not warn the world. So he started making videos again, and then he started to get sick. He tested himself, and he was negative for the virus, but he kept getting sick. Then he agreed to be interviewed by foreign press. He told them what was happening. It was definitely passed person to person, and it was spreading fast. The same day as the interview, he was told his test was positive, and he was dead in just a few days. His last words to the world were, a healthy society should not have only one voice. Wuhan's mayor wanted to tell people what was happening in his city, but he said his arms were tied because all communication had to be okayed by Xi Jinping. Then Trump closed all travel from China. No one who had been to China in the last two weeks was allowed to enter America. And of course, he was called racist. Italy has a large number of Chinese workers who come in and out of Italy to work in the fashion industry. In their race to show they were so much better than Trump, they claimed they would never shut their door to the Chinese workers because that would be racist. To be extra woke, they had a hug a Chinese day. They told people to hug as many Chinese workers as possible and post the picture online to show how not racist you were. Hug a Chinese day was February the 1st. Two weeks later, they had 20 cases. A month later, they had 1,694 cases, and today, they have around 64,000 cases. Had they closed the border when Trump did, they would not be where they are today. 
on February the 8th, the World Health Organization began praising the Chinese response. They told the world that China was doing a great job. How is that possible? Remember how I said China spends the money to control the leaders of the world? They own the people in the world organization. And they use those people to create an image of China. And this is very much true of the World Health Organization. They will not say anything that will make China look bad. January 23rd, two months after patient zero, the Chinese government shut down the city. 60 million people stuck in their home. World Health Organization once again praised them. The Communist Party posted videos of them feeding the people who were locked up and spraying the streets with disinfective spray. But the people locked in the city started yelling from their balconies. It's all fake. People were posting videos on YouTube. They were not being fed and the streets were not being disinfected. They were all simply being held prisoners in their home. A journalist in China made a video explaining that the people were being locked in their buildings and that they were being starved to death. He disappeared. Even today, no one knows where he is. Remember when I said that Taiwan was being banned from the World Health Organization? Is it curious that we've not heard how the Taiwanese have handled this virus? Taiwan is so close to China, but they only have 71 cases and only one death. That's because they didn't trust the Chinese government right from the beginning and closed its borders with China at the very first mention of a new virus. Basically, Taiwan is the safest place in the world to be right now. You know, the one place the World Health Organization won't talk about. Then in March, China started blaming the USA. They said the American military gave China the virus. The Chinese media said that the US should learn from China and that it was not China's fault. And also that it's racist to blame China. Around the same time that the Chinese media and propaganda was saying that it was racist to blame China, the American media started saying the same thing. The propaganda machine is in full force. And here in North America, we're buying the propaganda and eating it up. In March, American journalists were forced out of China. Now there's videos coming out of people going into apartments after the lockdown to find dead people, starved to death or dead from the virus. And there are still areas that are on lockdown. Now, here's a question I'm asked. Am I being kind? I'm being told it's okay to be truthful, but I'm not being kind when I call it the Chinese virus. Well, let's look at that. Am I being kind? Well, what is kind and who am I being kind to? The people in China, they don't buy this propaganda. They know what's happening. They cannot speak because they don't have the freedom to speak. I do have the freedom to speak and I have the freedom to be their voice. Is it kind for me to not be their voice when I have the freedom to do that? Is it kind to the Chinese people to use the terms the Communist Party wants us to use? Is it kind to not tell the truth about where it came from? If I was locked in one of those buildings dying and unable to tell the world what was happening, I would want people to tell the world. And if my government was the one locking me up and killing me and not allowing me to speak, I would want people to call out my government. I think the kind thing is to call it the Chinese virus or the China virus. I think the unkind thing to do is to not be a voice for the Chinese people because you want to look woke. And I don't care what people think of me. 
I gave up trying to make people happy a very long time ago because what I've learned is that people get offended all the time and that some people actually enjoy being offended because it makes them feel like really good people. I'm not going to stop calling it the China virus and the China communist government must pay. Just as a rule in my life, I tend to do the opposite of whatever communists tell me to do. Now, as an extra little side note, we talk about horrible governments. So far, I thought Trudeau was doing a pretty good job, and my husband and I were just saying he really put on his big boy pants and was doing pretty good. Until last night. He's putting forth a bill that will give him dictatorship power to do whatever he wants without parliament approval until the start of the year 2022. And yes, you heard that right, until 2022. That gets voted on today, and I'm going to update you on that tomorrow. Here's the option. Either he pulls that part out of the bill so it can pass, or he leaves it in and the bill does not pass. And that would mean our government would dissolve, because that would be a no-confidence vote. So, fun times here in Canada. I'm going to keep you updated on that, and tomorrow I'm going to talk a little bit about the church and the virus and what I think this is doing for us. My church history podcast will also be coming out tomorrow, so if you want to hear more podcasts, blogs, and videos, check out lauraleesiemens.com, and I will see you tomorrow. 